red uh button uh, like that there. yeah just like that guess what we are live what is going on everybody welcome to another live pendergas podcast and what an honor it is to be with torn today what is going on man not much just preparing for the season that's coming up that's awesome, man. I listen and congratulations. That's a uh, that's big news. As soon as I seen it, I was like, yes, yes, oh, yes. When they released it, I the, the I messaged two people. I messaged my brother and I messaged him and I messaged Chris. I was like, hey, heads up, we got us a big team coming now. Yeah, yeah. I was super happy to hear about it. It's good stuff. Good stuff. I'm so, on, me too, man. Me too. So, Torn Torn is here with us today. Uh, on the podcast again, what an honor! Of course, we got my mate Daniel Shoemaker, also an honor, and he's actually in Canada right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, back at home, man. So, torn for everybody that don't know, have any idea who you are, where you come from, or your bracing background. Let's start off there, right? So, who introduced you to the wonderful world of two? Um, so that's gonna be my dad. Uh, he used to race just like club racing here in Canada. Um, and yeah, I used to go to the races and watch him. And then next thing you know, I'm on the go-kart track on a little CRF 50. I think I was, I think I was five when I started. So I started pretty young and then, yeah, I started getting better. And then next thing you know, I'm the Canadian mini road racing champion, um, national champion. So I think I was, I think I was seven or eight when I won my first Canadian national championship. So um, yeah. And then I think I was, I was 12 when I went over to Europe in England and started racing. And then ever since I was 12, that's when it became like real that this could be this could be my thing. This could this could be my career, not just a hobby, but a career. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's awesome. awesome, man. It, it is. It is. So uh, transitioning from Canada going to Europe, was that a, a proper jump, like a big step cultural food wise, the, the whole thing, right? Oh, yeah, it was huge. It was because I was just in Canada, club racing, nothing too crazy. I think the biggest bike I rode was an R3 before going over to Europe. And then I was on um, basically the Moto3 bike straight away. And it was the whole the whole experience, the racing, the fans, the the other riders, the just everything was so different, and it, it took a it took a while for me to get into it and get used to it. But um, I got I got used to it in four years or something. By the end, I was finally used to it. So yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. So did you stay like so you bounced around Europe for four years? You didn't stay in England. You just bounced around the whole continent. Yeah, so I was in England racing there for one year, and then after that, um, in the British Talent Cup in twenty. 20- I think it was actually 2019, I think it was. Um, I was in the British Talent Cup. Um, and then after that, I was like, okay, what's next? I was the top rookie. Um, so I was I was looking for the next step after that. And then the European Talent Cup, that came up. So I was like, okay, um, it's time to go to Spain. And that's – England was one step, and then Spain was – it was a whole other, whole other level for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So uh, we we have a good friend too that actually racing in the British Talent Cup. Uh, he's a yeah, awesome guy, awesome guy. So good old Juju, yeah, go Juju Julian Carrera, yeah, absolutely. Um, we just had him on here like yesterday or two three days ago. Yeah, yeah, it hadn't been long. Um, so what was your favorite track out there in the UK? Um, in the UK, probably Donington. I think Donington was definitely my favorite. The big downhill section. Um, I had a crash there once, which was pretty terrifying because I think they're like, <laughs> like fourth or fifth gear pinned going down there. Um, but yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite tracks from the UK. It was 
it's definitely different than I'd say the North American tracks for sure. Um, but, and either way, it was a great experience and I, I love the track. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a, my favorite track out there is Cadwell park. Hands oh, down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, I went there earlier that well in August and it was, uh, it's hard for me to explain. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's like poetry in motion when they come over that mountain. I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. Right. Yeah. Because you see it on TV torn, you know, you, you grew up watching racing on TV and you see tracks and you're like, like Laguna Seca, right. Or, or Coda and you turn one. I mean, when you get there, it's like, it's a proper hill. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Cadwell was like that. And they're, coming off josh brooks and ryan vickers getting four feet in the air it's like yeah yeah it's it was, crazy it's yeah good stuff man good stuff so racing in spain man talk to us about that How, how'd that year go um well so i raced in spain in the junior uh junior gp world championship uh for two years on agr the team over there um honestly it was really difficult uh probably the toughest two seasons like of any racing i've done um, the guys out there are unreal. The, the lap times are comparable to the world championships, the, the complete pros. So, you know, I, I did okay. I didn't do as good as I wanted to do for sure. I got a couple points. Um, so a couple, a couple top 15 finishes, which might not sound great, but for me, it was, that was crazy good for me at the time. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely really difficult. Uh, I wouldn't say the confidence didn't go down or anything, but I, I guess I missed being on the podium um, and that's where Coda came in really important when I got the podium there. So yeah, basically I learned a ton over in, in Spain. It was difficult, but um, I'm happy I did it. Yeah, for sure, man. And those, and those bikes too, right? The, the, oh, they're, they're a proper weapon, you know, oh, they're yeah, small, sure. they're light. Uh, what they're about 60 horsepower 70 something like that maybe yeah and yeah. they're just they're proper weapons you know oh, so yeah. so coming off of that going back on to a production bike was that like a big change oh yeah it was huge uh i hopped on the gsxr 750 i did a track day the weekend before coda and i hopped on it and went whoa like the bike was it was just like double the length double the weight um and it was I was tired, honestly, after like five laps, I was tired just because, just because of how heavy the bike was. Yeah. I was just, I was like destroyed physically. Um, and I knew that after that track day, I went, okay, this, the race weekend is going to be difficult. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, a lot of differences. The way the bike reacts to like, when you, when you smack open the gas, the production bike it has a bit of a squat versus the motor three is more stiff and it'll, it'll twitch on you more. Um, so it's twitchy versus more, uh, soft, I guess, is the yeah. biggest difference for me. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. It is. You know, it's it's uh, it's a huge difference. Stiff chassis versus a soft chassis, man. But yeah, I'm so looking forward to uh, seeing you in 2024, man. It's gonna be proper. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, yeah. So go go ahead, Daniel. Sorry, because I remember watching that Dakota races, and I was like, okay, new kid, cool. Throw yeah. him on a bike, see what he's got, and I was just like, oh, okay. All right. And then that set the next race, I went, Oh, this kid's going to be a problem. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. And then also, I, I, you know, they released everything. I'm like, All right. Here we go. It's going to be a good year. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you did really, like, I was very, I was very pleasantly surprised watching yeah. that Coda race. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So talk us about Coda, man. What did you think? What a track, right? Yeah, I mean, I we chose Coda just because it's more similar to the European tracks. 
Um, I feel like if you put me on a, one of the other tracks that are more that are less European style, I would have struggled a little more. Um, so I chose Coda, even though I know the tracks. It's it's a difficult track and it's it's special. That's all you can really say about it. The track's something else. Um, I knew that turn one was going to be steep, and then I got there on the track day, and I was like, "Whoa!" I I, I was actually shocked. I was speechless. I was like, "Oh no!" Um, I was actually I was intimidated for sure. Um, but yeah, the track day before was was mainly just to get used to the bike. I didn't feel like learning the track was going to be too much of a problem. I think the bike was more the the prop the, the biggest thing for me because if you're confident on a bike, I feel like you can you can learn and ride any track. Um, so yeah, it was mainly get, learning the bike and um, the team team hammer was really helpful for me. It was we chose that team at the time just because they knew they knew their stuff and um, I talked to them in the past, so I was. I was thinking if I'm gonna do a wild card, let me go for Team Hammer, and it was, it was great. They were great for me, um, and they worked really well and helped me understand the bike and the track and everything I needed to do. So, huge shout out to them for uh, helping me out. Um, and yeah, based, the race weekend was step by step. I my goal was top ten. Honestly, that was I was just gonna if I finished in the top ten, I'd be happy. Top five was a bit of a I, I said that to my dad before. I was like, oh, you think I can get top five in the wild card? And he's like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Don't don't be too cocky. Don't don't be too cocky before it. So um yeah, my goal was top ten. And after the first practice, I finished fifth and I was like, oh, okay, I, th I think I can I think I can do good. And then Q1 came and I finished third in it, front row in the first qualifying. So I was like, heck yeah, like like I might be able to fight for the podium for this. The second qualifying didn't go great at all. It was we tried a different tire compound and I finished like seventh or something. And then I got a penalty because I didn't realize you had to do the weigh-in. There's a different. There's a couple different oh, things. Oh yeah, that, that that'll definitely come around and bite you. Oh yeah, in <laughs> the truck and started chugging water because I was yep. thirsty. And then they came and they're like, "Oh, you gotta hop on the weighing scales." And I was like, "Oh no, yep. it's too late." So I got the penalty. So uh, yeah. Oh well. How long do you have before you come off the podium, before you got to do your weigh-in? Is it immediately? Um, well, so after qualifying, it's instant. You got to go okay. straight there with your bike. You're not allowed to touch water to like, cause, cause I'm under the, the weight limit or whatever. And they have to add some weight to the bike and stuff. Um, if you drink water it adds to your weight. So it's basically someone could cheat and just drink like a gallon of water. And next thing you know, they're, yeah. they don't have to add weight to the bike. So it makes sense. I understand the rules. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that I'd have to do it straight away. Um, so that was my problem. I was, I was cooking. I was hot. I was a little upset after the second one. So I was just trying to, trying to, trying to clear my head and forgot about it. So. Uh, and Coda was miserable this year. Oh, like, so I had a friend of mine running stock thousand that, that weekend and they had to do a motor swap that night in 108 degrees. It's like, yeah, no, I like the hottest I've ever been on a, on a racetrack on a motorcycle, like ambient air was like 98 and track temp was like 142. It yeah. is. I couldn't imagine what you guys went through at Dakota. Oh no, it was, t it was, I was tired already just from the bike. And then you had the heat. I was destroyed. I was, I didn't think I was going to get through the race weekend. Like I'd be, and the track is so long too. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's say you finish your qualifying lap, you do a hot lap and you're going to come into the pits. You've got like two minutes, two minutes of in the hot weather, the bike's just boiling hot and you're tired. And it, it, it was difficult for sure. I wouldn't say it was too enjoyable with the heat. But I mean, on top of the fact that back straight, cause like if it's a normal like weather, you can get a breather on the back straight. 
you yeah. can't do it when it's that hot. I was just yeah. like, that sucks. Yeah, the, the air, the hot air was like, it was burning almost. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. it's like a hair dryer. It's like, yeah, ah, exactly. quit it. Yeah, it's completely different to Canada, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're like, How many oh my is snow on the ground right now? Uh, there's actually not that much snow. It's just pure ice, though. Oh, with it, yeah, sure. <laughs> snow, just ice. <laughs> Doesn't make it any better. No, no, no. no. I, yeah, because I remember, I remember the first time I went out west. Right, I went to Arizona. I went to MMI. Um, straight from Virginia is is where I'm at. So, uh, I mean, it, it we get humid out here, but it's not dry heat, right? And I remember getting off of that plane, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like it was, yeah. It's like preheating the oven and opening it up. It's just like, okay. bam. You know, yeah, it's and and you're right. Coda is a very long track, right? So, uh, what track are you most looking forward to uh, racing this year? Hmm, Laguna. I think everyone's excited for Laguna. Right. Um, I think that's that and Barber are going to be the two harder tracks for me. But oh, there, I think those are the tracks I'm both more most excited for. The ones that are more difficult, more technical, more they got a little little something that makes it difficult are my favorite types of tracks. Um, so yeah, the ones that are going to be the most challenging are my, I'm most excited for. That's awesome. Go, go ahead, Daniel. I'll give you, uh, you, I'm assuming you've never been to Barber. No, I've okay. only been to Dakota is the only American track that I'm in. Yeah. Yet. Okay. Well, when this is over, I'll give you, just hang out for a minute and then we'll, yeah. we'll have a quick discussion about Barber. Yeah. Once we yeah, it's it's also Laguna Seca. I've been there. The only time I've ever been there was 05 uh, when MotoGP first come back, right? Um, which was again torn. You you see it on TV. I've watched it for many years on Speed Vision back in the day, right? Uh, and I get there and I'm like, again, holy shit, right? Because it's it's yeah. But when I walked around and I got to turn one, and I was like, you know what? Turn one to me is way scarier. Than the yeah. because it's blind fifth gear pinned. You come over a crest, you can't see the other side. So it's a yeah. I can't wait for you to to get out there and and tell yeah. me what you think of Laguna. So yeah, yeah it's it's going to be proper. But that being said, do you do any type of like video game, like ride four or any other game to ride and practice? A little bit, nothing like I'm um, not too much in Spain. It hasn't been too much of a problem. So uh, just because. I've been riding the tracks for a couple of years over there. So I'm, I'm pretty familiar with those tracks now with the new tracks in America. I think I do need to, I do need to start playing video games and I'm, a, I'm familiar with a couple of them just based off like videos and, yeah. um, and yeah, some video games and like road America. I know that one pretty, pretty well, I guess. And Coda I've ridden it, but the rest of the tracks are pretty, pretty fresh for me. So I definitely got to get on the simulators or the video games for that. Yeah, they're, 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 I, I got a bunch of junior cup. Most of them, they play uh, ride four. Mm-hmm. So yeah. everybody gets on there and, and plays ride four. I haven't got on there and played with them yet just because I already know I'm going to get my butt kicked. But what they don't realize, Torrin and Daniel, <laughs> is that I have been secretly – well, they'll know it now when they listen, and, and I don't care. I've been – man, I've been on it. Like on it, on it, on it. So when we do finally sit down <sighs> and we get to race – my goal is to get that W, right? You know, you're, it's just, just stop, just, just quit it. <laughs> like for me, because that's how I've, that's how I learned Road Atlanta. Um, they're obviously never going to teach you anything about riding. It'll just teach you where the track's going. Yeah, that's yeah. all it's going to do. <clears throat> but yeah, it's um, my like Road Atlanta's fun. You'll like Road Atlanta a lot if you if you're nervous about the corkscrew. 
10A at Road Atlanta is going to be really entertaining because yeah. you may not drop as far, but you're going into it about 50 miles an hour faster. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. I've been watching the Moto America Supersport races like while I'm doing my running on the treadmill. I've been sure. watching all the races. So I've been I've been going through each of the each of the tracks through yeah. Moto America. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, I'm starting to get familiar with the tracks, but it's one thing it's one thing watching it and one thing actually riding it. For sure. Yeah. No, it, it, First time going out of the pit lane at Road Atlanta, it feels real narrow. Yeah. <laughs> First time I went out, I was like, ah, I don't know if I like this right now. I'm great. I'm only on an SV. So it's like, all right, yeah. whatever. But like I'm on a shopping cart compared to what you guys are racing. But it's just like, oh, God, this feels really narrow. But mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. So at uh, all the bikes you've ridden so far, um, obviously excluding the, the 750, what's been your favorite bike so far? um probably a ktm sx65 with like motard wheels yeah. i rode that for the longest time i think i was like i was eight and i rode it until i was probably 17 like last year yeah, dude. It. just on the go-kart track yeah. i've loved it like and we, we sold it which is almost a little bit sad about but um the bike was like in bits by the end of my my years of riding i've crashed it i've I've destroyed it. I've blown up the engine, the gearbox, everything that you can break on it. I've broken it before. So um, not so much because it's the best bike I've ridden, but it's probably my favorite. I have a bit of like uh, sentiment with it. You know, um, it'll always have a place in my heart. Um, but yeah. Well, here's the good thing. They made a million of these freaking things. So you can get another one pretty easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to ask you, is that in the plans to uh, get another one? Another 65, I think me and my dad were talking about it and we're going to get one. Um, I don't know if we have gone one yet. It's not going to be the same bike because that's already to another little Canadian kid who's, who's, trying, to, who's trying to come up. He has it now, um, trying to help out the younger riders. But I think we might get a new one um, just, just, just for training, just for messing around, you know. Yeah. That's, listen, I love that you work with younger riders, man. I'm all about that. I'm all about – the younger generation, because you too, right? You you are the future of the sport. All of them are the future of the sport. Mm -hmm. so to, to to listen to another rider put their their time in and to help in is uh it's simply amazing. It's getting your love back to to the sport that we love, right? That's why we're here. And uh, yeah, I'm sure it's very satisfying, Torin, when you get to work with the younger generation up and coming, oh, yeah. right? For sure. I mean, and I mean. I know what it's like to be a young Canadian kid. There's not many tracks and there's not much time to ride here in Canada. You get like a couple months in the summer and then it starts snowing. So you don't get much riding. So I understand what it's like being a Canadian kid, try, trying to get faster, but you just have such limited time. And the only place you can go is America. Um, and I mean, it's pretty far drive to get all, to get your bikes down there and train. Um, and yeah, no, I I try and help out the younger riders in Canada because it's this there's quite a there's only a few of us. There's like I think there's probably like five here in Alberta that are that are decent. And they're they're trying to come up. They're trying to get their name out there. So I do I do whatever I can to try and help out the younger guys. Give them some suit, suits or something. My old suits and you see that you go to the club and they all have Collins on the back of their on the back of their suits. So yeah, <laughs> yes, nice. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm a fan of 
all road racing, right? So, of course, you know, uh, Jordan Zokes out there, which dominated back in the day in, in Canadian Superbike, of course. Well, I got I got uh, Aliki's uh, undersuit she, she sent me. Uh, but Miguel Dumel, I got a signed Miguel Dumel. Who wasn't a fan of Miguel, right? Um, even his father, Yvonne, right? So, yeah, I've been – yeah, Yvonne's something special. So, Miguel was too. Uh, huge fan of you guys for a long time. Unfortunately, you know, it's like – it's it's hard to watch Canadian Superbike because it's not aired over here. You know, you go to the website, they don't they don't air it. So it's it's I guess unless you're over there, you get a chance. But of course, on YouTube, I always catch the the after the race, right? Well, they'll, they'll put it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, it's it's I always like to your guys' series. Um, racing out there obviously is different than Europe, right? Um, and, and your guys' race season is only how long? from about honestly i think it just gets started like seriously in like june until september i guess okay um it's only a call it's it's not too much different but it's it's only it's still really cold like in june is when it only starts warming up so i mean there's no preseason. there's no nothing and it's the canada is so big like i'm down in alberta and there's some guys down in bc close to vancouver and stuff but they're they're like 10 11 hours away and there's not really much connection between BC and then there's Ontario, Toronto, Quebec, all those guys and so the the racing in Canada is all over in Quebec and like Ontario and stuff. Um so I I haven't really seen any of those the Canadian Superbike guys ever in my entire career. Like I've never seen them at all. Um I there's one kid here in Alberta who's going down to race the 600s over there. Um but yeah, Canada's quite quite far like we're very distant each 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 province has its own series i guess and you don't you don't really get too much clash clashing between provinces so that's that makes it difficult as a canadian to like improve your level because there's i'm only right in canada i'm only against people from alberta and then over on ontario they got their people and then quebec and then bc so it's it's difficult versus the u.s is very all the states were pretty put together. They all they all come come together to ride. So yeah, 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 yeah. For so uh, out of all the series, uh, I'm a huge fan of BSB. It's it's my mm-hmm. favorite series of all, and I say it all the time. Um, it's uh, always I I feel like I gotta justify it because I get a lot of slack from it. Mm-hmm. I, I get personal messages like, "Oh, you sell out, blah blah blah." You know, yeah, I do, Daniel. It's hilarious, right? And it's it's because, dude, their superbike class they don't have the electronics on it that all mm-hmm. the other ones do. So it's old school, proper, yeah. right type of racing. I love yeah. that. Um, but they have a big advantage out of anybody else just because it's such a small country. You can literally drive from coast to coast in like six right. or seven hours, mm-hmm. right? So the, the it's a lot more cost effective to hit all the rounds and, and for somebody younger to make it. Plus it's, a, it's like a, I see it. This is how I personally view it. It's almost like a little central hub, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where you can come, it's, it's, you can go from us to there. You can go from Australia to there. You can go from, you know, other places to there. And then from there you can go to, you know, uh, other places. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like it. It's a, it's good oh, yeah. stuff, man. I've heard some good stories about the BSB like paddock itself. Like at the end of the season, all the riders come together and they party and they're I've I've heard it's BSB, the the fans, the whole championship is probably the best atmosphere. I've been told that lots by lots of people who've gone from Spain to England and raced and everything. So I think even though I, I did the British Southern Cup, which some races were with BSB and some weren't, 
Um, and all oh, the fans were crazy. There's, they come out, they sit there in the rain, they don't go, there's, it's packed and the, they, they come there, they camp for the weekend. It's BSB is, is, is great. Maybe, maybe one day I'd like to go back and race in BSB. I would love to see you there, man. I got a lot of mates that race out there. Actually, I just got back from Cadwell park in August mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, it was, uh, you're right. Uh, a lot of people ask me too, the difference is like American fans versus them. And man, it's totally different. Like mm -hmm. out there, you're right. hundred percent. It could be raining. It could be pouring, dude. Nobody leaves. They, mm -hmm. they stay put. They might go get some, you know, fish and chips or whatever, a pint or whatever, but they come right back. Right. Uh, and they're dedicated. And when, when the race is over, everybody hoops and hollers and claps. It's not like, mm -hmm. Here in a Moto America, everybody wake up, right? It's it's you don't have a, a, a lot of that compared to over there. Mm -hmm. Everybody is definitely a hundred percent all in, and I'd love to see that. And they were open and 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 uh very forthcoming, right? Anybody I, I met, like I met all of them, Storm mm -hmm. Stacy, Glenn Irvin. Hey, mate, can I get a picture? Like, yeah, absolutely, you know, and then we'd actually have a conversation for a minute. Um, but then they asked me once I talked, they're like where are you from? Right. United States are like, Oh man, good. You know, and, uh, they, the first thing they'd asked me is, uh, what's the difference between Moto America and, and us. And I said, the best thing that we do in Moto America is we have an open pit, right? Mm -hmm. Basically you buy your ticket for $80. I can walk around. I can meet Torn. I can meet Nolan Lampkin. I can go up and if I see Chris Ulrich, I can go up and I can actually meet a team owner, right. And go talk to him. I can go Ashton Yates, who, whoever it is, right. It's not, Anybody else, you got to either know somebody or buy a special pass, and there's a limited run on those passes, right? So you're not even guaranteed to get them anyway. Yeah. But that's one thing that we murder it at. And I think all series would benefit from that. World Superbike, MotoGP, and I understand it's a, it's like everything else. It's all about the money, right? But mm -hmm. uh, I, I see it uh, huge for fans, Torn, right? Because yeah. – a lot of people travel from thousands of miles away, hundreds of miles away, right? And and pay money just to hopefully get to meet you, right? And for example, MotoGP, you know, you got to buy a VIP ticket, and there's only a couple, of, however many they have, and they're three hundred and fifty bucks or three hundred dollars a pop, yeah. right? And if you don't buy that pass, guess what? You're probably not going to meet anybody. Yes, they have the pit walk. Yes, Jack Miller does come out there some. Uh, uh, DG come out there, but it's not like if you have that pass, I am guaranteed I'm gonna meet everybody, yeah, right. Um, but that's where we kill it at here in Moto America, and I love it, it it's awesome. But listen, so my good buddy Dustin, um, he has a question. He said, Torin did an awesome job with Vision Wheel, M4, Escar, Suzuki, Coda with Barry and Robin. Hopefully, we'll see a repeat at some point. Absolutely, we will. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. Uh, he's awesome. Then Eli Colby. Do you know Eli? What up? I don't think so. No. All right. Uh, he, he, he races in uh junior cup. He's a, uh, he's proper mega. He's a really good friend of mine. Yeah. Him and his dad are awesome. He actually murdered the New Jersey race uh, last year in the rain. I mean, just, yeah. I, I mean, murdered it. It was yeah. Proper stuff, proper stuff. Um, But yeah, man, it's uh, I'm super excited to see you here. And and it's always fun to have new people come in and and try the organization out in our, in our series, and I think you're going to love it. Mm -hmm. I really do. It's going to. I think be I will too. Yeah. yeah. I think it's it's going to be refreshing too. Um, again, don't want to be like too cocky or think too think that I'm going to do too well, but I'm hoping to be on the podium 
still a couple times this new season. So um, the goal is still high to try and do as well as possible. Nothing's going to change. I'm going to try and do exactly what I did in Coda, try and yeah. take it step by step, learn the track. I know the bike from one weekend, but I still got a lot to learn. So yeah. I'm really looking forward. And the, I've seen some photos of the fans, and there's there's a lot of fans that, over here. Yeah. And I think that's great. And it just seems I've gotten a couple DMs from people being like, hey, huge fan of Altis. I'm, I can't wait to see you like race this season. And it's, it's great to have that atmosphere. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And you, you're gonna love and everybody's gonna love you too for sure. 110. I already know it. It's your personality. Yeah, and I can't wait to meet you because I'm gonna be at Road Atlanta. I'm actually gonna try to make Daytona this year too. Um, definitely gonna make Coto for the MotoGP race in, in Jersey. So and then of course Daniel keeps trying to talk me into going to Barber, which which I, I would love to. So that's I'm I'm slowly sweet talking my wife into come on, baby. We just got to get to one more race, right? Let's make this happen. So, but go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, Dan. Uh, Tor, are you going to run the 200 this year? I'm not actually. Oh, I was, I thought, I thought it would have been nice, but it's, it's extra time and money and it's, I'm not this you don't get points for it. I know you can win okay. money and it's that the, the whole experience would be good. But um, I'm not sure that, like, I, I think we talked to the team and it's, we decided we're not going to do it. We're just going to spend that that month training and uh, testing the bike with the, with my teammates, Jake Lewis and Jarrett. Um, so, yeah, it's, we're going to spend that time getting ready for the for the actual season rather than doing the Daytona 200. Yeah. Now, have you met Jarrett and, and Jake yet? Um, no. I mean, I, I rode against uh, both of them in Coda. I battled with uh, Jake in race one. Um, we battled for fourth place with me, David, Anthony, and Jake Lewis. We were battling for it in race one. So I've I've met him on track, I guess. Um, and we yeah we exchanged some good passes. So it was we met that way. Um, I, but I physically like speaking to yeah. them. No, never met either of them. But you've already had the most important conversation out on track, right? So, yeah, you <laughs> met him properly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What a way to meet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah it's, it's good, man. Yeah, so I've I met Jake. I'm a huge fan of Jake, always has been. He's, uh, mm -hmm. he's And I'm so glad to see him back um, on Altus, which he actually won on Altus. Uh, yeah, Stock yeah, Thousand. Yeah. Stock Thousand, yep, yep. Which, yeah. which is good, man. Mm -hmm. I've been great. watching Jake Lewis race since he was 14. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Jake yeah. showed up at. Because I live in Nashville, Jake showed up at a Wira race on a uh, CBR 600 that was Earl's racing team and decimated everybody. I was like, who in the world is this kid? I was like, oh, it's Jake Lewis. That's who. Okay, so we're following him now. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been a big fan of his for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's real fast. He's real good to have in the team because I guarantee you he's ridden it and he's tried to set it up. Yeah, so, that's that's exactly what I'm really looking forward to is working yeah. with Jake because he's Jake and Jarrett. They both have lots of experience on the super sport. Well, maybe not Jake as much on the super sport, but um, they both know the tracks really well. So that's I'm definitely going to be trying to work with them like on track and off track. Um, hopefully we see some three Altis guys following each other in practice, all learning from each other. I'm hoping we do some of that. I need uh, that wallpaper for my laptop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I right. need it. Yeah, it's uh, and you know what? I'm sure it will because they're they're they're. I haven't met Jared personally, but I, I met uh Jake and obviously I've met you now, right? So yeah, I don't, I don't see it being an issue, but we are going to meet Jared here soon because he's actually yeah, he's coming on the show. 
com- coming on too. So it's, it's going to be good. Yeah. And then uh, Ben Lee, what is going on, bud? I, I, a good buddy of mine, Ben Lee's watching the podcast. Um, so, yeah. So listen, Jake, go, coming from being racing from Canada, what was this, the decisive and the decision to say, Hey, let's, let's take this out of here. I want to advance my, my career. So why did you guys choose Europe and not America before? Well, so I did some racing down in Chuckwalla. I've been doing that for what, six, six or seven years now, I think. Um, maybe not seven, maybe six, I think. Uh, six years I've been going down there. It started off on a Marawaki 250 with Rocco. Rocco Landers had his yeah. 55. Um, and we exchanged lab records for like, I think a year or two. And then I was on the R3. So I, I did a bit of riding in the US. And then it was, do we want to do Junior Cup or do we want to go over to Europe and try and because I've got dual passports, one for Canada and one for the UK, cause I'm, I've got dual citizenship. Um, I was a, I decided I was going to do the British talent cup um, just to be more on a GP frame to try it. Cause I think any young rider's goal is to make it to MotoGP. Right. And I, I think I wanted, I wanted to be on a GP frame for a little bit and I wanted to see where, where, if I could get to the highest chance of going to the world championships. And so that's why I chose Europe. Um, I had, I had had a couple offers to try junior cup and I, I think I just, I decided to stick with, uh, the GP frames for a little while. And then after this, this, um, it was either going to do the European moto two championship in Spain, or I was going to come and race production bikes in the U S and that's why I did the wild card just to see how I liked it. If I got along with the bike, the tracks, the other riders, everything like that. And I think after getting the podium, I decided I let's, it's time to race a bigger bike because I'm I'm not a small kid. I'm not I'm not the Spanish kids are like are like pocket sized, you know. And I'm not I'm not a small kid, so it's time to make like make make a step to a bike that actually fits me. Yeah, it that makes a lot of sense because I remember the first time I met Danny Perdosa, I was like, "You got to be kidding me right now!" I mean, he's three foot two, freaking eighty five. I mean, eighty five pounds soaking wet. I was like. I mean, just just to see how small he was and how he rides that MotoGP bike just makes it more of of a phenomenal, right? Uh, yeah. But 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 you're right. Over there, it's uh, a lot. A lot of them are smaller, but over there in BSP, man, they're all normal size, just like oh, us yeah. Americans and you guys, right? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't, here in here in Canada, I'm not I'm not tall at all. I'm like I'm like five ten, so I'm not I'm not tall at all. Um, pretty I'm pretty short actually, I guess. For in Canada, and then I went to Spain, and I'm the second tallest in the championship. Uh, so <laughs> it, I was, I was like, oh gosh, um, everyone there is, is pr- most people are pretty small over there yeah. in the junior world championships. You get the small Japanese riders and the the Spanish and the Portuguese and the Italians. They're all pretty, all pretty small. So yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, that's uh, a. <laughs> You're right. It's like it's like going to there being a whole new world. You're like, where, where am I at? Like, what, what's going on? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you're right. It's uh, it 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 amazed me too. Um, like it amazed me. So I'm I'm like five eleven. So I'm like an inch taller than you. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, Rossi, man, Rossi surprised me how tall he was. Of oh, course, yeah. Colin Edwards, right? Uh, he, he's pretty tall too. Mm-hmm. Um, but Loris Bass, that really surprised me how tall he was. I was like, dude, I was like, what's going on, Bass? How you doing? <laughs> dude, I picked his bike up at Barber when he crashed in the rain. Well, let's rephrase this. I was the first one, first corner worker to the bike. He already had that thing up ready to go. I was mm-hmm. like, have at it, dude. I, yeah, I'll give you a push. 
But yeah, no, Loris Bad. Watching Loris Baz and Ashton Yates walk down through yeah. the paddock, I was just like, because I'm five eight, I'm like, ah, that's some bullshit. <laughs> I was like, it's horrible. That's awesome. That that that's another good friend of mine is Ashton, and, and when I, I had him on the pod, but when I first met him, when I finally got to meet him in person in in Jersey, when when I walked up to him, I was like. What's going on, Ashton? Yeah, I wouldn't expect him to be, you know, nine foot two for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty tall. It, it is. Yeah, and you get the, you get your disadvantages and your advantages of being taller and shorter. Yeah. If you're shorter, you'll be faster down the straights, but you'll probably be you'll probably struggle to m- muscle the bike around on tight tracks. And if you're taller, you'll have an easier job in the in the tight corners, of course. Yeah, I think me being like middle sized, I'm pretty. I'm pretty all right in in both sides, so you know I'm I'm, ha- I'm lucky for that way. That's right. Go. go I remember ahead, hearing I remember hearing an aerodynamicist when MotoGP fight MotoGP started doing the fluid dynamics and all this other wind tunnel crap. The taller guys, as long if they can get in the the right position, the taller guys are going to be faster down the straightaway aerodynamically. But it's easier for the little guys to get it. I mean, you. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like. I mean, you're on a Moto Three bike and you're five ten. Yeah. I, just the gymnastics of getting on that motorcycle is. You know, it's like. Why I'm, I'm riding a paperclip right now. What are we doing? But yeah, it's like once you get in that right spot, the the length. I think something along the lines of the way that the wind air, like the wind, and the air. Uh, reacts to where it goes over your helmet, the length of your back, and all this other mess. So they they tried to explain it, and my brain, my ADD brain went, "When's lunch?" So I, I, <laughs> you know, I'm hungry. What'd yeah, you just say? Yeah, I'm the same way. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, so uh, you, your stay here in America? Are, are did you guys? Are you guys living out here now, or you just oh, gonna fly back and forth? We're just gonna fly back and forth. Um, I've I've not really been home for the past couple of years. So yeah. Only back for winter and. I'm not a huge fan of the winter, if I'm honest here. Um, so I mean, I'm 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 happy to be home. I want to be home for a little bit, and it's going to be difficult with the flights. And I think we're going to drive to Washington. That's the only one we're going to drive to. Um, but the rest, we're going to be we're going to be flying. And I, I'll drive my. We have a van. Me and my dad will drive the van down to Chuckwalla. So it's like a 36-hour drive that we have to do. Um, get the bikes down there, and then we're going to leave the bikes down there just so I can fly in and do some training and everything. And um, yeah, we got lots of training plans in like January. I'm going to Chuckwalla to do some track days. I've got a ZX10, um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to get used to bigger bikes, faster bikes. So that when I hop on the 750, it feels slower, so it's right. I don't feel as stressed because the 750 in Coda was the fastest bike I'd ever ridden, and it was everything was a bit scary. If I'm honest, I was a bit oh no, down the straight. So getting on the ZX10 will be important, and then. February, I go back to Spain just to do like a two or three weeks of training there. And then um, March, me and Brandon Pash might be doing something down in Florida. So that should be good too. Yeah, Brandon's awesome. He he really is. Yeah, he he's awesome. So what yeah, kind of truck? Supermoto rider. Dude, yeah, I love <laughs> him and Ash. I love watching them ride supermotors. But how do you train to to uh, get to the heavier bike of, of the Jixxer 750? Like what are you doing? to train for that and prepare. So like in Spain, for example, it's a lot of cardio and just, just riding bikes and lots of cardio. Now I've been focusing a lot in the gym trying to get my muscle, not so much like strength, I guess, but muscle endurance yeah. for sure is so like, that's cause I think that's the most important thing. I don't want to be too bulky or anything. 
Um, I want to try and still stay relatively small-ish so that I'm, I'm not losing too much down straights or whatever, but I'm trying to, I'm working hard in the gym right now. And then, yeah, down in California, we're bringing my, I got a KTM Supermoto. Um, I do a, quite a bit of Supermoto in Spain and here. So uh, I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm an amazing Supermoto rider, but I, I get it sideways um, and I have fun while I'm doing it. So I really enjoy riding Supermoto. Yeah, I would, I would love to give my, I've owned them for the street, but I've, I, I don't, you know, I'm not good enough. I, I'm a more uh, mortal, right? Uh, uh, not like you, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I, I watch them and I'm like, oh my God, this looks so much fun, you know, but I already see the outcome. I'm definitely going to the ER oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure, 110%. Because I'll try it. I'll send it for sure, you know, and whatever. But yeah, I, don't feel like, I won't. I don't either, but you know Look, what? I mean, you, you only live once, I'm, right, Torn? I'm going to build one this summer just so I can have one and go play. Yeah, but I'm not gonna like. I know where I need to like not go to. (laughs) That's where I. Everyone's everyone's so scared of getting it sideways, and I was first. I was like, I don't know how people do this. And then just by bit by bit, you just put your knee on the ground, stomp on the rear brake, put the gear down, and it. Once you do it a few times, it's actually not like scary at all. Like I've been like your elbow down, the rear is completely out sideways, and of course, if you do it too much, you're you fall, but it's. It's actually, it's not scary at all. Like I, I learned to do it just this year and I've, I, I, there's no other way that I can ride a supermoto now. Now it's, it's always, it's sideways or nothing now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm oh, yeah. completely, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, 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 nothing. No, that's it. It's like, I'm down to learn. I'm down to do it, but it's one of those things that, like, I know how bad I can, I will wad myself up learning. Yeah. So it's just like, again, I'm 40. I'm like, I don't heal that well anymore, but I'm going to try at least. So it'll be all right. Again, I'm building one this summer. So that way I can have something to go goof off at a track day and all that mess. So, yeah. Now, are you racing any of that CMRA winter series or whatever? No, I'm not doing any racing. Just I honestly, I I, I talked to my dad and they're like, oh, should we race the ZX10? And I was like, Nah, I'm just gonna do some track days. It's some. Uh, I think that's too much of a step because as soon as you start racing and you got guys around you and there's the carrot, um, I know, I know that's just the racer instinct. I'm gonna push it a bit too much. I'm gonna smack open the gas or do something I shouldn't. And uh, the gravel at Chuckwalla is not very forgiving at all. The bike you get in, the bike's gone. So yeah, just just trying to take it easy, learn the ZX10, get some experience, get some get some laps under my belt. Awesome, yeah, because yeah, the yeah, the, you're right. The gravel at Chuck Walla and Willow Springs doesn't forgive at all. Mm-hmm. At all. Yeah. No, it doesn't. I saw a guy wad up a Mustang, a Cobra GT out there. The just the guy that went into like one corner and got it wrong and ended up upside down on the K rails mm-hmm. at Willow Springs. I was like, oh, that's not how you do that corner. <laughs> so, yeah, you wad yourself up pretty good out there. Oh, yeah. I've never been to Willow Springs oh. ever. Yeah. Never been out there or Chuckawalla, never been there too. But I, I got friends that go out there. Dustin Cornier, he's always yeah there. Hundred, I mean, he's always there. So, yeah, never been. Um, how do you mentally prepare yourself for a race torn? Like you know, you see riders that have lucky socks or underwear or listen to a certain type of music. How do you do it? Um, it's not too much. I'm not very like uh, I don't have any superstitions, so I don't. It's more just like a routine to get myself ready. It's I put the headphones on. I got these big like sound canceling headphones. I put those on. I get focused. I get ready. Do a bit of stretching, and um, 
I get ready pretty early for the session and I just, I just sit with my leathers on and just stay ready with the headphones. And it's in my mind, I go over um, the laps that I need to do. And if I've never ridden the track, I'm more just trying to free my, free my mind so that I can take everything in. Cause that's, that's why I learn best is just absorbing everything. And then, and then I think about it. I, I dream a lot in my sleep as well. So I'm always dreaming about riding. So every time, every time I go to sleep, I wake up the next day and I go a second or two faster. That's uh, that's just usually how it works for me. Nice, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, that's good stuff. And you know, you had mentioned uh, going to MotoGP. I still, it's still possible, right? Yeah, it's nothing's Absolutely. impossible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the goal. It's it'll be it's more difficult now that you go to a production bike and the route is less it's less visible. Yeah. Um, because I was truly one step under Moto Three World Championships and Junior GP. So. Like my my best friend Jacob Rollstone, he's Australian. He's in he's on World Championship next season. Nice. Uh, my other friend Noah Detweiler, he's from Switzerland. He's in Moto Three as well. I've had multiple teammates who are now Ivan Artola. I used to be teammates with him. No. So it's, it's a bit it's a bit sad moving away from how close I was. Um, but right now the goal is to focus on Moto America, take one or two years, and if it's if I'm doing good enough, good enough. If I'm fast enough, maybe look at World Supersport, um, see what I can do over there. But right now, I wanna, I wanna focus on doing well and learning a, learning a supersport like a middleweight bike for sure. Yeah, yeah. It obviously you adapted to it pretty quick, right? So yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't see it being an issue at all, Torn, at, at well, all, right? I think it, you're good. I think you'll be yeah, all right. Absolutely, absolutely. He's, there's learning the bike and there's being fast in it, but then there's also being comfortable because being, I feel like at Coda, I felt, I felt fast on the bike, but I didn't feel very confident. Um, I was confident on the brakes, but corner speed wise and opening up, I was, I was definitely lacking. Um, like through the S's of Coda, David Anthony, Jake Lewis, Josh Hayes, all those guys were like, were closing up a massive gap. And then I'd pull on the brakes. And then every time there was a, a fast corner, they kept on closing in. So I think for corner speed wise, it's confidence. I think on the brakes, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty good on the brakes, so I'm not too stressed about that. Um, but yeah, I really want to be comfortable and feel at one with the bike because because then I'm then I'm able to make up lots of time and I'm not losing anywhere that there's fast corners. And also, you open the gas and you start sliding. If you're on a bike you're not comfortable with, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to control it. If you have a speed wobble or something like that, you need to be able to. Feel out one with the bike to get yourself out of sticky situations. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. What What would you say your best uh, attribute to riding is? Like, like what, what's your strongest point of, of riding? Mm, definitely the brakes. Uh, I I've been told that like certain guys in the super sport category at Coda. I was told that oh, he's the latest breakers. These are the guys that break the latest, and I was out breaking them. Um, so I'd, I'd like to say that I'm really good on the brakes, not to sound cocky or anything, yeah. but that's definitely my my strongest attribute. And I'm, I'm comfy with the rear sliding too. I use a lot of rear brake to stop the bike too. Um, so there's lots of sideways action and on the super sport bike at Coda. Um, yeah, there's, there's lots I got to learn. Of course, it's going to be different at different yeah. tracks, but I, I'd say the brakes are my strongest part. So we're going to see some top rack performances out of you this year? Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Uh, like to get that rear wheel in the air, you know. I, I, 
I know the physics behind it. I know what he's doing. Ain't no way on God's green earth I can do it. <laughs> Sometimes, man, it's hard to understand, man, because you'll watch him and he'll just break. He's so deep and he's actually turned the bike on the front and the rear mm -hmm. still in the air. And then when it does land, it just stays. It don't. Doesn't do the it don't. It don't. It just it's it's like it's it's like he's riding a unicorn. Oh yeah. Right? You're like, what what's going on here? Because nobody else can do that, right? It's uh yeah, uh, that's beast. that's when you thank your tire guy and your rear suspension guy oh, a yeah. lot. <laughs> you take yeah. those two guys the most. Oh yeah, yeah right. So, in, in in Canada, when you were coming up riding, obviously your your team was just you you and your dad and your mom or somebody helping you out on the weekends. Yeah, it was just me and my dad really, and my mom honestly isn't a big fan of racing. Uh, she was neither is mine. <laughs> It's not that she doesn't – she supports me fully and of course. is super supportive, just isn't a huge fan of the loud noises and the fast speeds, and she's always a bit scared. But um, after being in Spain for a couple of years, just me and her, my dad's been over here working, um, she's actually become somewhat of a fan. You see, I she tells me when she's watching the race and she's, like, shouting at the side, like, come on, everything like that. So um, it's nice to have my mom more involved with racing for sure. But, yeah, in Canada, it's just me and my dad. Um, yeah. nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah. My dad doing the mechanic and the hard work and I appreciate all the effort he puts in for me. That's right. That's right. And you know, me being a parent, you know, I never understood because when I turned 16, I didn't get a car torn. I, I, I buy me a motorcycle. Right. So I did. And mm -hmm. I, I, my mom used to worry and she's like, man, I'm just so sick of worrying about you. And I'm like, mom, I'm okay. Like, I don't understand what all the worrying is about. Right. But mm -hmm. when I had my, my son, then that switch switches and yeah now i because I, I, I called my mom i said after i had him i said mama i apologize i totally get it i, I absolutely <laughs> i do i totally get it i apologize i put you through that she's like no it's, it's cool it's, it's that's your passion and your love so i accept it but i still worry the shit out of me right so i, I get it torn right she yeah. she just don't want her baby to get hurt right i get yeah. it but she wants to see you up there on that podium exactly. winning with that w right yeah because she's she she 100 is on board with me racing on the track but i'm i'm banned from riding on the street by both my parents they're they're like just just don't do it you can go as fast as you want on the tracks why would you need to go on the street so and i i agree i don't think i need to be going on the street anytime i'm, I'm happy on the track it's it's a good idea yeah. <laughs> like I, I still ride on the street on occasion but it's just like i'll commute to work and i'm just like i'm bored yes yeah. dumb then you get somebody to pass you close. You're like, no, can't have that. And you oh, take man, off. It's like, yeah. that, all I'm doing is like asking for me to get arrested. So let's not do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I ride on the street. I, I don't do as many track days as I used to. I just don't really have the time and being a, a dad and working and all that other stuff. But uh, I do ride on the street. I got an RC 51, which is one of my, my dream bikes. So I, I do ride it. I don't ride it again as much as I want to. But yeah, I, I know it's hard. You know, you're on a on the bike on the street, you know, you see a dog. Of course, you're gonna ride a wheelie for the dog, right? Who don't, right? You want to see the dog <laughs> wag his tail as yeah. you're coming by, right? I mean, who don't? I, I ride wheelies for dogs. I don't know about you guys, but I see a dog. I'm like, I'm horrible at wheelies. That's all I know, <laughs> right? So uh, horrible at wheelies. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I get it, man. I really do. But I'm super excited, Torrin, to see you here, man. When I seen it in Coda, just like Daniel said, I was like, who, who's Torn, like who is yeah, this kid, right? Kid. And then, and then I seen you. I was like, 
Okay, so everybody that that's gonna watch this or, or be watching this, man, I hope you guys are paying attention because yeah, everybody needs to pay attention to remember this kid's name, right? I, because again, that podium, I was like, this boy gonna be a problem, right? So, so, so you might not know his first name, but believe me, you're gonna see Collins, yeah, the, uh, from behind him all the time. You're like, who is this Collins guy, man? I'm tired of chasing him. Yeah, for sure. And that's yeah. my goal is to try and ruffle as many feathers as possible. I'm, I'm pretty. I, I seem I, I I'm quite nice off the track, but I'm I'm not the nicest on track. I can I've been told I'm a bit of an asshole on track, honestly. You're supposed to be. Let's, oh yeah, that's the job, dude. That's yeah. what you. I'm racing. I'm not gonna give you a high five. I'm going by yeah. you. I'm gonna get out the way. Yes, yeah, so there was a bit of there's definitely a bit of beef between just from the Coda race. There was a there's a couple of people who weren't happy that I was battling with. You know, I'll get over it. Oh yeah. So I mean, that's Thanks. that's my goal is to try and. Um, Try and try and get get my elbows out, you know, rub some paint. That's how I, I like battles that are really close and aggressive and a little bit of contact. So I'm I'm hoping the the, the grid looks stacked this season. PJ, the Corey Alexander, Tyler Scott's always fast. Every, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. All these people. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be an unreal year. So I'm I'm really looking forward. I'm I'm glad that the amount of fast riders that are in super sport this year because. The, the, it's going to be like six rider battles for first, and I just I can't wait. I can't. Either. I'm. Yeah. I, I, I was telling him yet, like to having a conversation with Chris yesterday. It's like Super Sports going to be the class to watch. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a massive Twins Cup fan. Like I've, that will always and forever be my favorite group of racing of motorcycles to watch. Super Sports going to get dumb. Like, it's it's, it's going to get it's going to be like World Super Sport back when like the British invasion with like Johnny Ray and Leon Cambier and all those guys went. And it's just like Gino Ray and all that, like just yeah. seven bike trains. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like it's going to look like a Junior Cup race, but fifty mile an hour faster. Oh, right. It, it's definitely uh, the most stacked class this, this year coming up oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, when I seen it, I was like. This is like Daniel said, it's going to be, yeah. And, and you know, spe- speaking of that touring, you know, because you come from Europe, man. So when you see these guys out here on in the CIV and the British Talent Cup and in, in Moto 3 and all that, man, they don't bullshit. They love rubbing his racing to them, oh, right? Man. So uh, a lot of people's not really used to to having riders around them that that's like that. But again, everybody, uh, listen up because it's coming. So prepare yourself, right? Yeah, it's going to be. Who are you excited to race with? Is my question, and it, we're we're not trying to start beef. I'm not trying to instigate anything. I want to know, like, who are you excited to be on the racetrack and be around? Um, I think PJ for sure. Just with his experience over in in Europe and in the World Supersport and everything, I think he's definitely the one I'm going to be following for sure. I mean, the European way of learning is you you stick behind someone in pit lane and you follow them and you learn everything from them. And that's, and then once you get to their speed, you go for the next fastest guy. So um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to just tagging on the back of him and it'll probably annoy him a little bit. Uh, I'll be seeing, I'll be seeing me directly behind him, but um, I'm definitely going to be learning a lot from him. And um, you know, Tyler Scott, we raced in European talent cup back in 2020. So um not beef, but I think we have unfinished business, I guess you could say. So I, I'm looking forward to to getting back on track with him. I was teammates with him in Coda, um, and now we're going to be against each other. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to riding with him. He's really smooth. He's a great rider. He's a really nice kid. And um, we, had a, we had a little bit of rivalry back then. So I think hopefully we have a nice friendly rivalry next season or this season. 
have you ridden have has altus finished building the bike for you yet have you ridden the altus 750 yet or is it no. okay I didn't no, think no. you had. I just figured I'd ask. I think down in, in March, that's when we're testing around. Okay. There's, no, there's no dates yet, but it's. Um, I think it's around March that we're going to be doing some testing. And uh, Altus wants to get the whole team together. Um, so Jake, Jarrett, me, all working together so that we're, we bond as a team, not just individual riders. And I think I think that's really important. So I think we'll be we'll be testing soon on the Altus bike. Cool. So, you probably know uh, my friend that that works at M4 because he's Tyler Scott's uh, head mechanic, Dustin. Uh, I think I might. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't talk to the team that much. There's there's a lot of guys on there. Yeah. yeah um, everyone's focused on their own task, you know. It so is. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't too sociable just because I didn't want to. I didn't know the team that well, and I can be a little. I can be a little shy and awkward sometimes, um, especially coming into a new team and everyone's been there almost the whole season. So, you know, but yeah. Chris Ulrich is cool, ain't he? Oh, yeah. He's a great yeah, guy. Chris is awesome, man. Yeah, oh, yeah he's amazing. Yeah. He's awesome. He, dude, and he, he runs a good team. I mean, he's one oh. of the most professional teams in the paddock, hands down. I mean, mm -hmm. they're always on point. There's no no BS at all. It's 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 good. It's good stuff, man. The whole Aldrich family was was amazing, and it was it was great coming in riding it, for them. They had everything set up, and it was perfect. It is. I've been such a fan of them. Like, I've I've been uh so I I finally met uh his sister and Coda in twenty, I think it was sixteen, and I was like, hey, what's going on? I was like, I, I need to renew my uh my magazine subscription. She said, what's your name? I said, Chris Simcoe. She's like. I know exactly who you are. Like you've been one of our longest members known to man on the planet, our magazine. So yeah, it's a, and that's how I kind of like met them all. Right. But I've been a huge fan of Chris, Chris Ulrich growing up, you know, his dad, John, you know, John Hopkins and yeah. you know Valvoline and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good to see Chris get back to the sport too, which everything, you know, that he put into it. It's, it's really good to see. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. Torn, man. So listen, I want to, I want to get away from, from the motorcycles. I want to talk about what Torn does when the boots and all just like right, right now. Right. So, uh, uh, Marvel or DC, are you, are you Wolverine or Superman or what? <laughs> for the movies, definitely Marvel, but for like the characters themselves, I really like DC, like Deathstroke and people like That's that. That's my boy. There That's he is. There I mean, he is. The DC movies are lacking a little bit, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the characters from DC are a lot cooler. Who's your favorite character? Uh, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yeah, he's yeah. a good I one. Think, man. I, I think like he's cool. Yeah, he is. I like him since I was like ten years old. Or whatever. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, man. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a huge fan, dude. I love all the, even the Disney movies. I'm a huge fan of the, the Pixar, and I'm like a little kid when it comes to that, you know, because they're <laughs> such good movies. They are. So, what's your favorite movie, Torn? Uh, it's got to be one of the Star Wars movies. I'm a big Star Wars nerd. Um, Me too. Yes. Oh, you, you've just made two fans for life, bro. Facts. Hundred like percent. Yeah. Facts. So, yeah, I mean, it's I, I can't really pick between all the movies. Um, but yeah, I'm, the Star Wars franchise itself, I'm just gonna go with that. Oh, god, he's got his lightsaber. Oh, yeah, I got, I got, that's not a euphemism, everybody listening. It's not a euphemism, man. I wish I had batteries and I just went to turn it on, but yes, I'm a big dude. Listen, I'm, I'm a, a, obviously a Star Wars nerd, man. I remember watching it and I was just like, when they pulled out the lightsaber, I was like, holy shit, I want one of those. Right? <laughs> well, and I'm a little kid, my dad's like, what'd you just say? I was like, I want one of those. He's like, that's not what you just said. You know what I said? Because you said the same thing. Yeah. 
Uh, it's, mm. Yeah, awesome, man. It's uh, who's your favorite Star Wars character? Okay, it's gonna sound weird, but you know the little Ewoks, the little yep. the little furry guys. Yep. I've liked those since I was like a really young kid. I've been a huge fan of the little Ewoks. So uh, it's not really like a, a big character or whatever. Not no crazy role, but I like the little Ewoks. Oh, they're cool, man. So if you could be any Jedi, what Jedi would you be? Mace Windu, hundred percent. Nice. He's he's just he's just so cool, you know. The purple lightsaber, everything. Yeah, it just right. it looks real good. Yeah, it does. It does. It's the, and you know what? He's the only one that had a purple lightsaber, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's is. Samuel L. Jackson, and yeah. you give Samuel L. Jackson what he wants. Uh, <laughs> facts. Hundred percent facts, right? So, uh, favorite music, Torin. Um, that's really hard to pick. Uh, I guess I'll just I'm you know I'm a teenager. I like rap music. Um, just. I guess Drake, you could say I like Drake. I like a bit of Drake. Now, I'm nothing, I'm not a huge music like uh, yeah. fan or whatever, but I, you can't go wrong with Drake. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen to every type of music, right? I'm sure Daniel does too, uh, from country to rap and all that good oh, stuff. Oh, everything. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, my iTunes playlist and my iTunes list is it, it, schizophrenic, is the best way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite music to listen to before a race? Like, what's in your uh, headphones as you're getting prepared? It really depends what type of race it is. If it's one where I'm starting a bit farther back, I want to get really hyped up because that's where I'm. I don't. I want to be really aggressive. I really want to. It's more like electrical music, I guess you could say. I want to be. Um, I want to be really like in the in the zone, pumped up, ready to smash the handlebars. You know. If I'm if I'm starting further up and I want to be consistent and not make mistakes, it's more like calm, like like very very soothing music. Um, sometimes a little bit of jazz. If I'm if I'm I feeling like jazz, yeah, oh, yeah, I like jazz. Jazz is good, man. Yeah, so just I, anything, I like... to me, anything to keep me calm. That's that's what's helpful when I need to be consistent. Yeah, so it's it's funny, and I've never said this uh, live before, and not many actually nobody knows it, but my wife and my dogs and my son because they hear it. So I, I like to uh, I, I do the the Wim Hof method, right? So I like I, I do the ice baths and I do the the breathing exercises and do push ups. When I'm doing that, I listen to like uh, old Greek music, mm. like old school Greek music and old like Japanese music. You know, all that mm. ding. Dong, dang, yeah. train, dong, and my, yeah, oh, for God. Real, dude, I, I swear to God, dude, listen, you guys wait till, till we meet in Atlanta because that's exactly what I'm gonna be playing. Y'all gonna be like, God. oh my God, yeah, Atlanta's gonna be, yeah, one of two it's, things it's, it's either gonna be a party or we're all just gonna be like, what are we doing? But yeah, so uh, listen, if 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 somebody made a movie about your life. Who would play you in the movie? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I actually don't know. I don't know if I have an answer for that one. Uh, Come on, it's got to be somebody. One of your favorite actors. Doesn't like it's nothing like me at all. But like um, Channon Tatum. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know. I feel like he's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like he'd be a cool actor to play me. Nothing like me at all, but like the whole actor himself would doesn't fit yeah, a little at all like me. But I mean, I feel like he'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, my favorite actor is Keanu Reeves. I've, I've been a huge Keanu Reeves fan for 
since I seen him, right? Uh, yeah. Who don't, man? Johnny Utah, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, it's well, good. Channing stuff. Tatum, if he's in, if because he's from Birmingham, mm-hmm. he has a tendency to show up at Barber every once in a while because oh, the nice. he can he's a he rides and he can ride on a racetrack half decently. Yeah. So he there's you might pull, there he might be at Barber. Oh yeah. Yeah. Can we talk to him about making the movie. Absolutely, hey, hey, Torin. Hey, we can talk I, for I, sure. I am an instigator in chief. Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. Obviously, we're all here, right? So yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at it too myself. So yeah, it's oh good. yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff, man. So uh, listen, um, MotoGP. Who's your favorite MotoGP rider? Mm, MotoGP. It used to be Jack Miller, um, but I'm more now. Of after being on the Moto3 bike for a little bit, I more like to watch Moto3. I think it's more entertaining personally. Of course. And yeah. I, I like the people that are most hated, I guess you could say. So like Denis Anku and David Munoz and those guys that cause a lot of chaos. I like I like them. Sometimes I think their passes are a little unreasonable, but I think that's what makes the interest, the racing interesting and everything. So um, I wouldn't want it any other way for sure. Yeah, passes are a little unreasonable. That's the most Canadian answer you could have given right. for, a, for a messed up pass. That's yeah. awesome. That's amazing. I'm using that next time. <laughs> you know what? That's just unreasonable. What were you talking that's, about? Yeah. That's the most amazing. That's why I like Darren Bender. I like Darren Bender for that reason too, awesome. Tori, because it's uh, oh, yeah. he's the same thing. Die bomb, Darren. You never know what he's got. He's going kamikaze on everybody, right? Yeah. Exactly. yeah. It's good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm a huge fan. I'm not listen. MotoGP used to be my everything. It really did. Um, Valentina Rossi obviously was my favorite. Um, but it's it's like they lost their way, man. All these aerodynamics and all this like you know hugging and kissing and all that. I want to see tire walls back up. I want to see people talking shit. I want to you know I, I want to see all that good stuff. You don't you don't see that anymore. Um, yeah. So I feel like it's 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 definitely um, yeah. Lost his way. So, uh, favorite meal? What is your favorite food? It's just cereal. I'm not. I'm not too picky, but I, I love it. Cereal. I think it's. You can't go wrong with it. You can eat it any any time of the day. I'll eat it. Um, I like. I like Vector. I don't know if you've had that before. It's like a. It's like a protein cereal okay. or whatever. But it tastes nice. It tastes a little bit yeah. like. Um. Just I've been eating it as for a kid for ages, and I I eat. If I don't want to eat too much cereal, otherwise, you know, I might get a bit get big. But uh, I, I eat it every now and then, and I like it. Cereal, yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, it's been a long time since I eat cereal. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. I, I mean, I can. I do. I just. Uh, I feel like I'm like torn, man. When, once I start, man, I might as well just open the box, pour the milk in it with a spoon, and just, <laughs> just have at it, right? I mean, exactly. It's really good, but yeah, I don't I don't eat it much. So uh, my buddy Kevin Horny did have did you meet Kevin Horny? I don't know if you would have met him. I don't think so. I don't think he was at Coda. There okay. he is. Yeah, there he is. So uh, my buddy Kevin Horny, he races in Moto America in the Super Sport. Mm-hmm. He says, "Hey guys in Torrent, uh, might have missed this, but will you be racing in Moto America this season?" I definitely will. If Kevin, you missed it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be racing in Super Sport with Altus. Yep, I know. I can't wait. It's gonna be proper, man. I'm um, so proper times. I know. Me too, man. It's gonna be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Everybody's looking forward to it. They, they really are. Um, mm-hmm. Good stuff. So Star Wars, I love it. Right. So books. Do you read any books at all? Uh, comic books. Not so much like normal books. 
uh, I find them a bit boring. I get I get bored of it eventually. Uh, but yeah, comic books. I've got like I've got a Flash one that's like this big or something. It's a massive Flash comic book. I, I love it. Um, but yeah, I'm more of a I'm more of a movie guy than a than a book or comic books more. But you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, well, me and Daniel, we we listen to a lot of audio books. Well, I don't know if Daniel reads, but I, I listen. To audio I books. I try. So, who's your favorite artist you've been reading comic book wise? Um, I don't even know the artist names. Just okay. like I, I like I like any superhero type of comics. Um, there's a comic book store like five minutes away from my house, and I um I go there and. You, Give them like two bucks, and they give you two really old comic books. Awesome, and you, they're like very random too. You get the old adverts and everything in them, and that they're they're good. They're pretty pretty small, so you can get like yeah. you get you go there with 20, 20 bucks, and you get twenty comic books, really old ones. You can smell the like the old paper and everything. Um, I just read whatever's interesting. Really, I'm not very picky. I'm just as long sure. as it, as long as it's interesting, I'll read it. So, awesome. what comic book are you currently reading right now? I'm still trying to finish the Flash one. It's it's massive. It's oh like, yeah, yeah. Huge. It's, it's like a dictionary sized like comic book. It's it's massive. That 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 TV series, The Flash, they had on Netflix oh, was really so good. good. Yes. Have you seen that, Torn? I haven't. No, I've seen uh, like it, it like on uh, on social media and stuff, but I never actually watched it yet. Oh, you got dude. To. Yeah, watch it. It yeah. is awesome. It is yeah, like it's tie-ins true. that they toward the end of the series. The tie-ins that they get, like you've got. Arrow, Supergirl, um, oh god, what? Uh, Didn't they show Silver Surfer on there? So not not, not on Flash. Okay, he's a Marvel character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the guy? Who's the character where it's the Doctor and the athlete, and they get together, and it's the fire dude? Oh, oh uh, damn it! Uh, I'm gonna forget. Anyway, everybody shows up in a lot of these. Like Constantine <laughs> shows up in a bunch of them. You know, so it's it's the the, the series is awesome. That and watch Arrow. It's the same universe, and it's awesome. It's I haven't so watched great. Arrow yet, dude. Arrow's legit. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't like, seen Arrow's legit. And um, that oh, what's the? It's the um, where the guy plays uh, Lucifer. That that series. That's another oh, DC man. one. That mm. shows amazing. Like the guy that plays Lucifer, you're like, I shouldn't be cheering for you because you are actually Satan. But this mm. is awesome and you were like it's the oh it's so good it's yeah. so good it, 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 is that on netflix yeah all Most that's on netflix okay that's probably what my wife's oohing and on about yeah okay okay I'm yeah, lucifer's that awesome lucifer. i'm gonna check that out man yeah absolutely so did you have a driver's license yeah i just i just got it recently i'm like because in canada you can start driving when you're 14 um and nice like, yeah and then when you're 16 you can drive alone um so you get your learners at 14 and i didn't i did not get it at all i was i had my like i have my best friend he lives two minutes away he just drives me around or whatever um and then when i was 16 i got it and i was like okay i'll get my learners so i took the little quiz and got my learners but i didn't drive at all like whatsoever i i didn't drive because you have to drive with your parents as well and everything yeah. like that. i just wasn't that interested in it. And then I came back and I'm like, okay, let's get a driver's license finally. And I got it first try. And, um, you yeah, know, I enjoy driving. Actually, I wish I got it earlier. I, 
Dude, I was still in my parents' car at 14 going street racing. Like, trust me. <laughs> like, we don't get we, – we get our we, here we get our learner's permit. At the time, we got our learner's permit at 15, and you can drive the load at 16. But, yeah, at 14 years old, I was sneaking my parents' car out street racing. It's horrible. Kids don't be like me. <laughs> if I did that, I'd get shot. Oh, no. I, <laughs> but that would I murder could. me. Luckily, I had it timed to where I could put the car in neutral, turn it off, and then coast into the driveway and sneak in. So, awesome. yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't be like me, kids. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think I'd have the balls maybe to steal I, my dad's car. Hey, look, it was it was a Honda Civic. I was still I was, my buddy's dad's car, but I still my dad's car. <laughs> it was a Honda Civic. I was out acting an idiot, going fifty miles an hour at best. So yeah, yeah. No, it is. Yeah. Still did it though. <laughs> yeah, I've already crazy. managed to crash my parents' car. Oh no! We had it for like like my license for like a month, and then it's really icy, and it just crashed into like a, a curb, and I destroyed the suspension, bent the swing arm, the rim was oh. destroyed, everything. So well, luckily that's. I mean, I tell everybody you can buy more parts, but you can't yeah. buy people. So yeah, you're okay. Yeah, that's can you pay for it though? So I mean, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you learn from it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you do. You do. It's all I, good. Trust me, I've I've been there multiple yeah. times. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. So the Isle of Man TT is that something you'd ever do? Right now, like I I think it's that's something towards the end of my career that I might try when is when I've when I've achieved what I want to achieve. Just I think the the risk is like is too high doing the Isle of Man. People like it's. Isn't it? I think it's a guaranteed two deaths each mm -hmm. each race, and I mean I'm not sure I'm ready to put my life on the line for it yet. I think once I'm older and I've completed what I need to do and I feel I feel happy, might I might consider it. But um, as of right now, it's no, I don't. I try not to think about it because it it looks cool and I'm I feel tempted, but I, I need to keep it out of my mind. Otherwise, I'll actually end up doing it. That's my favorite race of the year. Out of every race, out of any races, is the TT. That's the one I most look forward to. It's uh, I, it's on my bucket list. I want to go. Right. I want to. You know, I always see the videos. We all seen where where the kids and everybody standing right by the wall, and they're literally like four inches, two hundred miles an hour, and everybody's just like, yeah. You know, I want to. I want to. I want to be there. I want to feel that. I want to. I want to. Oh, yeah. oh, that atmosphere. It's it's to me. They're the. They're crazy, right? Let's just go on and say that. But to me, they're not the craziest. You know who, to me, the craziest riders of all the guys at the TT are the sidecar people, not the guy riding the sidecars, the crazy dude on the or, or the woman, uh, the monkey, right? As they call him, that is staring at. Yeah, that's uh, to me. I want to be that dude. <laughs> that is mental, right? It's, I want to uh, do that so bad because I feel like. I don't. I don't know. It's. It's like I feel like I gotta have control, especially on a motorcycle, right? Like I don't like to get on the back of a bike, uh, which I had before, right? My buddy, man, I want to see what it feels like. What? Why do these chicks dig it? And then, dude, he's busting 140 miles an hour. I thought I was gonna die. I'm screaming. I'm like, this is not fun. There's no, no part of this that is fun at all. Absolutely not, right? But chicks are like, Woo, ah, yay! No, <laughs> not me. That was not fun. So I feel like. Uh, I would love to ride in one. So Peter Essoff, he's uh he actually uh when when I get up with him, he's gonna actually give me a ride in one. Oh, that's his side call, which is gonna be I'm really looking for that's gonna be a lot, a lot of fun. And yes, I gotta be the monkey, of course, because <laughs> I don't want to crash this thing. I'd rather no. fly out the back of it than, than, than crash his car. But 
it seems like it would be a lot of fun, you know, being yeah. the monkey on that car and that adrenaline rush because you're not they pay attention and they look, of course, but every time you see them, their their heads are down, they're just sliding and sliding, doing this and doing that. And it's like you're, from, you're, you're, you're <laughs> mental. Like, yeah, uh, you eat straight nails for breakfast because it's <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, like, we had uh, Joey Thompson on. He races the, the TT and our, our mate Forrest Dunn. And I'm trying to remember, was it Northeast Jewels? Yeah, uh, you'll meet Northeast Jewels. He's actually a, the, the host on here, too. Um, but he asked him, he says, man, I just want to know one thing. He's like, uh, who tests your guys' steel balls before every race, right? And I started laughing, man. He's like, because you guys are just got – it's it's yeah it's it's a different way you approach races like that right mm-hmm. oh um, yeah. and then of course you know i met peter hickman too this year which was proper you know and and uh to see his tt bike 136 mile an hour fastest ever around to physically see it and all the bugs still on it was uh it was magical it really was it was like i was like can i touch it i don't want to say i just <laughs> i, I, I just want to just touch it right and be like yes i touched the bike this is it right it's uh <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love road races. It's, mm-hmm. it's there, there's nothing like it. Um yeah. Did you have a favorite TT rider? Um gone or present or both? Joey Dunlop. Of, of course, Dunlop, right? He's the goat, yeah. right? My dad, I remember my dad always showing me videos of him and everything like that. So I mean, I'll go with that. I don't watch the Isle of Man too much. I just see the clips of it, you know, on Instagram or TikTok and everything. Um but yeah, I remember as a kid, my dad always showing it. Oh, look at the Isle of Man! Look at the Isle of Man! So, um, yeah, for sure, I definitely enjoyed the off. Yeah, Joe. So, uh, actually, this year coming up, Michael, uh, he he has an opportunity to actually beat his uncle. Oh wow! Yep. Yep, at the TT, it's like twenty-seven wins or something like that. Twenty-seven, you know, which is, yeah. Which is crazy, and Michael's still really young. So, well, if he don't, don't do it this year, he's got a relatively well. Uh, of course relatively yeah. right but but really this thing about the tt though right it's it's like it don't really your age don't really mean nothing no, right not versus short circuit and all that torn like if you're you know 42 years old trying to get a ride like rossi well, well nobody's rossi but i'm just saying they're gonna be like nah bro and, and unless you want to ride for the bagger class and you want to bring a half a million dollars and yeah absolutely mm-hmm. right so yeah that's Ruben's <laughs> after about that. <laughs> Which I'm excited to see Ruben's house because I was a huge fan of Ruben's house, World Superbike, battling all those guys. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Do yeah. do, do do are you into any other sports at all? Do like do you like soccer or football? Obviously hockey, right? I How used about- to play, I used to play hockey. I used to play soccer. Um I did like men's gymnastics for a little bit when I was a bit younger. Uh, but as soon as around the year, like when I was 12, I, I decided, all right, I, I was told I need to choose. It's either full on racing or, or you have, or gymnastics or hockey or soccer or whatever. And I'm, I'm pretty good at like, I was pretty good at hockey. I was pretty good at soccer. Um, but I chose racing just cause I was, it was, was what I was best at and it's what I most enjoy. So um, I definitely chose that. I American football. I, I like, I like the looks of it. Um, I like the physical team sports. I think those are pretty cool. Um, but I just don't want to get injured for racing. So I'm just, no, no, I don't, I don't see that. I don't feel the need to do it. Who's your no. favorite football player? Um, I mean, can you go wrong with Tom Brady? I think he's, he's the, I think he's the goat. So, I mean, he's, he's the obvious answer. 
Um, but yeah, I like the I like the players that are usually the more aggressive, more like more entertaining to watch. Yeah. The ones that celebrate after making a huge hit or something. I like I like people that cause a bit of chaos. I think that's that makes it more interesting. So who's your football team? Um, not due to like any particular reason or anything, but I like the Miami Dolphins. I, there's there's no there's no reason or anything, but I've just I just liked the Dolphins when I was playing on the Xbox playing Madden. I always chose the Dolphins for some reason, so um, it's just them. Yeah, I, I like the colors. I always like. I was a huge oh, yeah. fan of the Dolphin colors. I'm a Raiders fan. I say that all the time. Everybody laughs mm-hmm. at me, right? Yeah, I know we suck, but uh, soccer player. Who's your favorite soccer player? Um, it's a Brazilian guy called Coutinho. I don't know. Oh, Coutinho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. I know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Liverpool. Um, nice for Liverpool. You're uh, real the- happy right now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I have a flag in my room and everything. I've, I've got the shirt and everything. Um, not Matt. I wouldn't say like huge fan. Of course, I don't watch all the games and everything like that. But um, I mean, being British and my dad and mom being British, you know, it's yeah, it's what you watch growing up. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a huge soccer fan, and again, all my American friends make fun of me, and they're like, "That's not football." I'm like, "Bro." That's real football. That's not mm-hmm. American foot. That's the real football. We just stole yeah. the name and said, "Hey, we're gonna throw a little leather ball and we're gonna call it football too as well, right?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I like Messi, uh, of course. Who don't, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I and Neymar Jr. I do like right. Neymar, and again, a lot of people give me fun. Why do you like Neymar? I'm like, because dude, he's he's aggressive, and uh, he's really emotional, and I just like to see that, right? I, I like to see that. Um, of course, Ronaldo and yada yada, but Messi for me, uh, as far as American team is Inter Miami, not just because Messi's there. Honestly, I'm, I'm a huge fan of pink. I mm-hmm. love the color pink. Uh, and Inter Miami when I was little, that they're pink and black, and they, they it looks good. It's a good looking uniform. So, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know Messi and then back then, but that was always my favorite sport growing up. Uh, was yeah. was soccer for sure, 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. percent Not football and basketball too. I, I was a huge basketball fan, which I don't really watch it too much anymore. Um, but yeah, do you watch basketball at all? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm terrible at basketball. They can't. I can dribble, but I cannot shoot. For Me life. too. I tried to play with like my friends a couple times, and it's just like I can dribble past them, and then as soon as I have to get the ball in the basket, it's just there's no hope. Uh, <laughs> so I just, I just, I just give up on not watching. You know. Yeah, I I hear you, man. I dude, I, I wish I could dedicate more time to everything, but you know what takes all my time, of course, is. What we love, this stuff. just two wheels. <laughs> it's it's it, man. It's all consuming, and man, you know, it's 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 like uh, I don't care what what day you've had, right? You can always, you know, throw your leg over that bike and go for that ride down the street. Well, those that actually have, have a street bike, I'm sure you got a little dirt bike you hop on and just, you know, go for a little putt or ride, which is basically the same. It's twisting the grip and pinning the gas just for a minute, and it's the only thing that I got bad ADHD, so it's it's the only thing that's ever um like fully cleared my mind mm-hmm. right uh, i mean yeah. i get enjoyment out of doing other things too right that i can focus on but nothing's nothing's made me more focused than that you know and obviously doing this and interviewing superstars uh, you know world champions future world champions as yourself it's uh it's super satisfied and gratified because as soon as we get off here it's like my mind's going to be like What's for dinner? I need to watch TV. Oh, I gotta do lunch. I gotta do this. Oh, what's what? You know, it's just like these million things. No matter what I do, it's it's for a split second, and that's it. It's mm-hmm. 
drives you crazy, but you know, and then I go back to watching, you know, road racing or pulling up YouTube and doing the dishes or cooking dinner. You know, my wife's like, uh, this, this is funny. And she'll tell you this. If she was here right now, she would walk in here and and confirm it. She always told me that I love motorcycles more than her. And I'm like, come (laughs) on, babe. You know, that is not true. Daniel, you'll see when you meet her. She's like, Hey, absolutely. He does no bullshit. Like he would choose his bike over me. It's not the only true. arguments I've ever had with a motorcycle is true. my own fault. <laughs> yeah. so. Now I, I do love my life, my wife, but you know, it, it, she, she's right. It's, it's uh, not that I love motorcycles more than her. I sound like a complete asshole. Keep, right? keep, it's keep, not, digging, keep digging that keep hole. Keep digging it deeper, right? Okay. You ain't getting it's, out of this one. No, it's, it's, it, it's not true. I, I love them both equally. They, they both, uh, yeah, they're just great. I'm just going to shut up right now. Cause yeah, when she gets home, I'm going to get backhanded. She's like, whoosh. Nah, okay. I'm just joking. I got one. Yeah. Now, given the fact that you have come off a GP frame and you are now on a, a production frame, mm-hmm. you're and the ultimate goal would be to be back on a GP motorcycle of some kind. Yeah. Would Superbike fit you? And talking about your riding style being a little sideways and a little bit loose, do you see a Superbike fitting that better or a GP bike fitting that better? Hmm. I mean... Honestly, the Moto 3 bikes, for example, you can ride them pretty sideways into the corners. Like, there's a lot of rear brake that you use, and the rear wheels, a lot of time, it's in the air just a little bit. Nothing nothing top rack. Like, um, But yeah, I've definitely, I've, me and my parents were looking at the different routes, and um, my old, the old team owner that I was with for the past two years, he's been helping me out, looking at like what I could do in the future. And if I do well enough, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, if I finish top three in the championship this season, it's to go over to World Super Sport. Um, if I'm if I'm in America for another, like two years or something, I might, or if I get an offer to race in Moto America Superbike or something like that, like if if I'm if we're daydreaming here and I do really well and they're like, hey, I want you on a Superbike, I think I'll I'll definitely consider it for sure. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shy away from it just because I have the dream to race in a GP frame bike. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think I'm not going to say no to either side, but as of right now on a production bike, making it to some sort of super bike is more likely than MotoGP. It, what it, the only way to get back to MotoGP, I guess, would be to do Moto America Super Sport, then World Super Sport, and then go to European Moto2. That's the only really chance to get back. And then from European Moto2, it's World Championship Moto2. So yeah. it's... It's difficult to get back to the GP route. Um, I think right now we're focused on production bikes and just seeing seeing what I can do this season. It all depends on how I do this season, really. Sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So let, let me ask you this, Torn. What's what's after racing? Like you know, because racing's not forever. So do, do you have like a particular uh, job that that you used to do, like a dentist or a doctor or a lawyer or anything? Um, well, I mean, right now I work on the parts counter for a motorbike shop. Um, so I'm, I'm working right now too, but after racing, I'd like to be involved with something to do with racing other than like, like a coach, like a rider coach or something to do with a school, giving back to the sport. Um, cause I love motorbiking no matter, even if it doesn't work out and I don't, and I, I have to, I have to give, give up on my dreams or something like that. I still want to be involved with motorbikes in some way, whether it's helping the local kids down here, just at the local club or being a race coach or something like that. So ideally I'd like to stay involved. Um, rider coach is probably the 
Are we losing? No, I uh, just froze up. But yeah, it's um yeah, so a rider coach would be ideal. Yeah, that's awesome, man. To get that's, that is awesome. It is, it really is. Yeah, it's that's yeah, I, I love it, man. It's it's and there's plenty of opportunities to to do that too. So let me ask you this. If you could have dinner with any four people in the world, who would they be? Mm. Riders, movie stars, singers, actresses, it don't matter. Who would they be? Brad Bender seems like a good guy. Um, uh, Bobier, he seems really chill. Like I, I've never spoken to him, and I don't know much about him, but just from what I've seen, he seems like a genuine, decent guy. Um, I don't know the actor's name, but the Anakin – Anakin's actor from uh, Hayden, Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Hayden. Yeah, yeah, him. Just to just to talk because he seems I, I could talk about like Star Wars with him. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's then, Canadian too, isn't he? I'm yeah. pretty sure he's Canadian. Oh, wow. he I didn't know that. Yeah, he he is. Is. hang on. Yeah, Yo, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure he lives in Vancouver. Oh, I wow. think he is. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. probably um probably just one of my friends, like one of the guys from Junior GP, just so I can be there with probably. Just any of the any of my friends, really. Yeah, he is Vancouver. He is from Vancouver, so yeah, he is Canadian. Yeah, another Canadian. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so Darth Vader, man, is Canadian, right? <laughs> the meanest Canadian ever, <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever that, that you see. So, do, do, so are you a fan of the Trailer Park Boys? Uh, I've never watched it. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, man, I used to love to watch that show. Shit had me crying, laughing. Man. No, Letter Kenny. Yeah, Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny was good too. Yeah, it was. Anyway. It was. So, if you could, what would be your dream team? Like, if you could, if you could have any bike in any race organization, who would be your teammate? What bike would it be, and where would you race? Mm. Honestly, if I think about it right now, it would be in Moto Two. Um, of course, like on the Red Bull KTM team. I think you, they're the well, the well most. Most well-known, I guess, world championship team, um, the Moto3, MotoGP, and the Moto2 team. Um, and as a teammate, I'd really want Dennis Anku as a teammate. I, I, I like his riding style. I like his aggression. I, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of him, too, as well. Oh, yeah. I, dude, I'm a fan of everybody. Like I read, there's not very many riders that I just don't I don't dislike, right? I, I don't never use the word hate because I think it's such a, a bad word, right? So I just always use like dislike. Um, of course, you know, when Mark Marquez first come in and I'm such a huge Rossi fan, I named my son Hayden Rossi after Nikki Hayden and Valentina, of course. I really, really disliked Mark Marquez. Yeah, like, you didn't like but, him at all. No, but but uh, being as you know, Rossi retiring, seeing all the struggles he went through, not being such a you know diehard fan for just one rider, it's my perspective has changed, right? Yeah. Um, and and I noticed that uh, when him and Lorenzo were racing, man, of course, I couldn't stand Lorenzo, like, I almost got in a fist fight at Indy with some people, <laughs> Lorenzo fans, right? I was like, blah blah blah, you're talking, shit. I was like, you know, all that, all that. I'm a I'm going to jail right now for Rossi. Hey, Watch this, right? Lauren, Road Atlanta is going to be hilarious. We're yeah, Road Atlanta is going to be fun. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> um, but once – and I'm really big in, like, Greek mythology and, and the Egyptians and all that, right? And, of course, Sparta. I love Sparta. It's 300 my favorite movie. Um, as far as, like, an action movie, right, it would be 300. Um, but when Lorenzo come out with that Spartan 
and it had that shield. I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I like it a little bit now. I, I can't lie because we have something in, in, in interest, that, you know, that, uh, yeah. And then, then I found out, he said during one interview, he said that uh, there's a certain scene uh, a lot of times that he'll watch or he'll put on his phone and put it on his ears and listen to before he goes out on the race. I don't know exactly what part of the movie it is, but mm-hmm. all parts of that movie is nothing but badass adrenaline. Let's go, right? Let's do it. So, um, Supercross, are you big into Supercross here in American Supercross? Not really. No, I'm not I'm not a massive like dirt bike fan, I guess you could say. Um, I'm not very good at like motocross or anything myself. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm scared. I'm gonna get hurt every time I do it. I don't. I don't watch it too much. Um, so yeah. I mean, Jet Lawrence seems like a good guy. I I know I know him from Instagram. I guess yeah. like not personally, but yeah. I see him and he he seems like a seems like an interesting guy and he seems buttery smooth. So I mean, I mean, um, that's all as my knowledge goes to. <laughs> He murdered it this season, right? And let's just be yeah. honest. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, big, big. So I, I watched Supercross too. Um, I just uh, all my times pretty much into racing, but I do follow it, but not like nowhere near absolutely like you know road racing. So listen, nope. man, we've been at this for an hour and a half. It don't even yeah. seem like it, right? It always flies by. So listen, I don't want to keep you too much longer. What an honor it is to have you on. Let's do it again this year, right? So. For sure. I'll, obviously, I, I, I will uh, ju- just stay on here. We'll talk for a minute when we get off here. But listen, it's an honor to have you on, Torin. Why don't you go ahead and um, give yourself a shout out? Let everybody know where they can follow you and how they can find you on social media. Are you there? Then, hello. There yeah. you go. There you go. I, I can hear you now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm Torin Collins Racing on Instagram. Find me. Find me there. Proper. Like it. Like it. Daniel, is there anything you'd like to say? Man, I am just pumped that we have you in the series. Me too. Man. I am so excited. I again, I'm I'm a fan. I've been a fan since Coda. So yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah. We'll. I'll see you. At, road atlanta and barber and we'll have a good time yeah sounds good absolutely so yeah i would just like to 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 give a big shout out to everybody that always watches and likes and subscribes people that message me whether good or bad i still love you anyway right uh you got to take criticism big shout out to my man uh uh martin with with the clothing king podcast he actually makes all our merch if anybody wants to buy a t-shirt or a hat reach out to him um, I'll put his website and all that stuff up. If anybody's interested in getting, you know, team clothing or just work clothes or whatever, there's nobody better in the business. I'm telling you, I love Martin. He is proper. Uh, real quick, I want to give a big shout out to my man Jake Marsh and his dad Pete Marsh. Um, they're big supporters of Pending Gas out there in BSB. They actually run our logo on our, on our team. Their team clothing and the race bikes torn. It's like. Oh, dude, it's a dream come true, right? Um, yeah, and just a big shout out to everybody, man. I appreciate you guys so much, and especially you, Daniel, Northeast Jules, uh, my man Mark Sherman. Yeah, everybody that that. Uh, so yeah, I don't want to get too long because I always rattle on when, when I do this. But again, thank you guys so much. This episode will be out tomorrow on Spotify, all your major listening platforms, but 
Apple right now. I know I keep saying that I need to I need to get on it. So if anybody out there can help me figure out my RSS feed and all that, there you go, Daniel. You're on it. Um I'm messaging my guy. Hang on. Okay. Yeah. And then um, yeah, so Torn, all this will be out tomorrow. I'll 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 tag you in it and all that good stuff. But listen. Until next time, we have another uh, podcast tomorrow with my man Jeff Servin from Chef Eats. Can't wait for that. It's going to be proper. And, uh, yeah, I will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much. I'm Chris the Show Simcoe, my man Daniel uh, Shoemaker right there, and my man. You guys better be ready for Torin Collins because here he comes. He coming, Let's baby. Go. It's That's it. Be good. Yeah. All right. Hang on. <laughs>